You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokele live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for an incredible session of the Daily African Proverbs. My name is Simon Javan Okelo. I love hosting this show. And uh, today I also have a really, really special guest uh, with me here today. If you're joining us for the first time, we do this every Monday to Friday, 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we bring African Proverbs to uh, get us started and to ground ourselves because African spirituality uh, is something that is important to me and the way that we, we get to begin understanding it is by getting into the minds of our ancestors through these proverbs. So uh, we take these proverbs seriously, we don't just flip through them, but we go deeper into what do they really mean. So we're going to talk about one proverb and today we are talking about a proverb from Sudan. Sudan is the proverb that we are going to be dissecting. But I won't be doing that on my own. I have a really, really special guest that is joining me today. And uh, my guest today is uh, Fred Obemi. Fred, am, am I, uh, you know, uh, uh, just saying your name correctly? I want you to... Uh, just uh, correct me if I'm not saying your name right. No, you definitely tried. You did a very good work, actually. Find people find it difficult getting the way. There's a way in the Ogbe me. So it's yeah. Ogbe. Ogbe me. Ogbe me. I got it. I got it now. I got it now. Yeah, man, uh, you are the founder of Green World Connect, and uh, we are going to talk about that in just a moment. But we are going to start with this Sudanese proverb that says that a dog cannot carry its puppies on its back. A dog cannot carry its puppies on its back. If you're watching this on YouTube, I want you to share with us what this proverb means to you. And if you are listening on Clubhouse, I thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, and I also want you to think about what this proverb means to you. I want you to type it in the comment and uh, you know, make sure you share the link to this conversation across all podcast, all uh, social media platforms, whether it's there on Clubhouse or whether it's on YouTube uh, and any other social, uh, social media platforms. Uh, uh, the other thing that we want to uh go into later on is really what this proverb means to fred and uh, i am also going to share the three nuggets of what this proverb means to um means to me and my team uh, because we did some research prior to coming live here live here with you and i just want to share those three nuggets quickly because we have a, a lot to learn from fred today every day whenever we have a special guest we really create space for us to uh, make the show about them, you know. So the show is about our guests. Yesterday, our guest was Sabrina, uh, who is the CEO of a really great safety company. Uh, and we learned a lot about safety yesterday. So uh, today, Fred, 
Ogpemi is our guest and here are our uh, three nuggets of wisdom. I see that Fred is uh, trying to figure out his setting there. Keep going, Fred. It's fine. Uh, now, right. while Fred is figuring out his settings, uh, we are going to talk about the first nugget of wisdom. Again, the proverb from Sudan, which I actually want to pin to the top of the room. I want to pin this proverb to the top of the clubhouse room so that uh, if you are just joining us, you can easily uh, you know, gain access to the YouTube live stream, which is also on right now. Uh, Fred and I are live and direct on YouTube, and uh, you can come there and uh, join us. So the first uh, nugget inspired by this African proverb is that uh, the proverb is telling us that we should, we should not expect too much uh, from others you know we should not expect too much from others they may be able to help us out but they cannot do everything for us this is something that uh, we have to always remember uh, that even though we can get help help is not always going to be there how are we going to behave when there is no help how are we going to survive when there is no help Right now, there is drought. Drought is ravaging many parts of Africa, but especially East Africa and really especially Kenya. In northeastern Kenya, uh, you find that, you know, uh, there, are so many, there are so many herders, you know, people keep cattle. And there are also a lot of wild animals that are in the game reserves that are being found dead in the, in the wild, you know. Uh, there's no enough grass uh, to feed these animals. So what are we going to do when there is no rains? What are we going to do during the drought season? This proverb also reminds us about that. What are we going to do during climate change? Number two, we need to be self-sufficient and rely on ourselves first and foremost. You know, What are we going to do to build a foundation so that uh, we are not so vulnerable, you know, we are not so vulnerable and dependent on others for our survival. Number three, we should not put too much pressure on others as they may not be able to handle it. You know, sometimes we've been helped by people so much, you know, uh, and we are so used to aid, for example, so much that whenever there is no food, food aid coming to us, Whenever there is no housing aid coming to us, uh, then we get mad at the people that normally help us instead of realizing that it's time. It's time to take all the lessons and build our own foundation and become independent. So those are some of the uh, words of wisdom that uh, we brought here for you today. And uh, these were inspired by this uh, Sudan proverb uh, that says a dog cannot carry its puppies on its back. Uh, Fred is my special guest today, Fred Okbemi, who is joining us. Fred, can you tell us where exactly you're joining us from? And, uh, you know, I introduced you as the founder of Green World Connect, but I just want to make sure you also add anything in your introduction that I may have missed, and then share with us what this proverb means to you. Thank you for the opportunity and being part of this wonderful program. 
it is it feels somewhat surreal when you started by playing the introductory tune African father in America. Yeah, it is it is beautiful because being part of the conversation on Clubhouse, when you hear that, it triggers a warm feeling of being at home and being part of family. So I'm grateful for the opportunity you've given me. I'm joining from Canada currently, and yes, I am the founder of Green World Connect. It is a nonprofit still growing that seeks to bring about a lot of positive change. Its onset was in Ghana when we were part of a sensitization program with the Forestry Commission in a part of Ghana called Adan, a beautiful place actually. There we started, yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. It's suffering from some climate change uh, problems, but it's a wonderful place. We, we, we joined them to do some sensitization programs about mangrove protection. Uh, the proliferation of water bags, plastic contamination in both the rivers, the streams and the streets and, and some other few educational programs. That was the onset of Greenwall Connect. We have been able to do some other few projects in collaboration with other NGOs when they had some problems with the tidal wave that happened recently. The more information you can find on the website. And we have a few projects in the pipeline, which is also on the website, that talks about some areas that we want to work on. Examples are the Niger Delta region of Nigeria which is part of my ancestry, where they face petroleum pollution, resource exploitation that has caused the destruction of both life and nature. So these are some of the projects. I might shed some more light on it later on, but these are all plans in the pipeline. For now, that is the introduction of self, for example. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, my brother, uh, Fred. And yeah, I remember, you know, you've contributed to this platform uh, for a long time, actually. And uh, I'm just happy that finally you are now our special guest. And uh, I thank you for making the time. I want you to take a moment and share with us uh, what today's proverb from Sudan means to you. Uh, I shared the proverb earlier. It, it says that a dog cannot carry its puppies on its back. When we emailed you this proverb, Fred, what is it that came to your mind the very first time that you saw it? I had to think, actually. I had to think very deeply because it was quite an uncommon proverb, not like the ones you had previously. So I thought about its origin, Sudan, for example. But I, I try to think why they had such a proverb because there are always reasons why proverbs are given to people or why proverbs are created. And the history of Sudan is riddled with warfare, triumph, and division. And I try to relate that with the properties of a dog or the characteristics of a dog. And what I got from the proverb 
is that it spoke of strength, resistance, empathy. How? Because a dog is very loyal to its, its owner. That is his nature. When it loves, it loves fully and it protects with its life. When it has puppies, it changes from being a calm, loyal dog to a fierce animal that will die to protect its puppies also. So I get that from that, it teaches us how to be within ourselves. We need to have multiple characteristics, not defined by outside or defined by the nomenclature that we achieve or they are given to us. You can call a dog a dog, but when it needs to be a tiger, it would definitely be a tiger. And its puppies, it does not carry its puppies on its back. That does not mean it's weak, no. It knows how to protect its puppies. It knows when to protect its puppies. So the proverb was really deep when I tried to relate it with the struggle of the Sudanese people, that even though they have gone through a lot, they still know themselves. They still protect the core of who they are. And as Africans, even though we have gone through a lot, we still protect ourselves. We still know who we are. And that is why, as part of my identification, I often do not identify solely as Nigerian or Ghanaian. I often identify as Nigerian Ghanaian because it defies the colonial project which created boundaries between Nigeria and Ghana or the African continent. It reminds me of the strength and the resistance as a people that we have. My ancestral connection with the Niger Delta region also tells me that there is a lot of work to be done on the puppies that we create, the puppies being our dreams, the puppies being ourselves, the puppies being our kids, the puppies being our cultural traditions, our identities. If we do not carry it on our back, we have to protect it. We have to reclaim our identity. So the proverb did speak to me in many ways, and I'm glad that I can share that with you. That's beautiful, Fred. Uh, I just love that. And uh, for those who are just joining us, if you're on Clubhouse, you're probably wondering uh, where these two individuals who are speaking are currently. We are live on YouTube. The link, if you want to see our faces, is right at the top of the Clubhouse room. Uh, and if you are on YouTube and you've already joined us there, I really, really appreciate it. And uh, I want you to know that our channel on YouTube is growing. And I want you to subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet. And if you've already subscribed, uh, you know, give this video a thumbs up. Uh, we are having a conversation here inspired by an African proverb from Sudan. The proverb says that uh, a dog cannot carry its puppies on its back. And my special guest today is Fred Obemi, Ogbemi, the founder of Green World Connect. 
we want to go a little deeper now, Fred, and explore a childhood story. I share this story about myself almost with every guest that I host here, where I share how I used to distribute milk and bread. When I was eight years old is when I really began. Uh, I had a bicycle in my neighborhood in the slum in Kenya. And, um, you know, I learned how to connect with the community, relate with business people, uh, understand the distribution, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the supply chain within the slum, you know, how goods come in and how people make money and how people live together, you know, uh, how to deal with conflicts, you know, how to deal with insecurity, you know. <laughs> and so yeah. um, I always ask my guests, because for me, who I am today, the courage to do uh, five episodes of the African Father in America podcast per week, Monday to Friday, and doing it at 6 a.m. came from those days, the, the, the days when I got used to waking up so early in the morning and being disciplined to fight, you know. Uh, I want you to share with us a childhood story that inspires who you are today, whether it's as the founder of Green World Connect or at a personal level, maybe even as a father, because this show is about black fathers. It's about uh, African fathers in the diaspora, in America, in in wherever. So uh, speak to us, please. Thank you again. You know, I my childhood has a quite interesting um, composition. <laughs> Somewhat, I I wouldn't want to bore you with more details, but I'll, I'll go straight to the story. I did think about it uh, quite a while, and I think what will describe my journey so far to the person that I have become is linked to one event that happened as a child, and that is while we were outside, a, a car moved by that had a loudspeaker on it. And inside were a couple of people who were asking riddles and puzzles to anybody who would listen. And a group of us as kids, we went up to the car and we said, oh, we wanna try, we wanna try. We wanna try and answer the questions. And the puzzle was that a man had to cross a river. In his boat, he had a lion, a goat, and yam and he can only take one at a time or two at a time. No, it was one at a time. See, my memory doesn't serve. It was one at a time. He could only cross the river one at a time. So how was he going to do it? it? That was a very innocent perspective on trying to attempt a puzzle. But when I think back now, I know that that very instant, that thing that happened spoke of my desire to get knowledge to seek knowledge and how that has inspired me and the NGO today is that I know that the power in knowledge is not just attaining the knowledge, but it's also the application of the knowledge. But it, in a broader sense, the knowledge of self as an African, as an indigenous person, is a lot more important than has been portrayed to us. 
in school we have learned so much about the world we have learned so much about other histories we've learned so much that has dispossessed our spirituality or ourself from the african continent and that colonized knowledge is what i challenge to change myself as i rediscover myself as i rediscover my identity as i connect to my roots that incident as a child i think is, is of uh, is of greatest importance because it spoke of my desire to understand to attempt and to chase knowledge i did win the puzzle actually i was able to answer the puzzle correctly and i got a lot of books and uh, they asked more questions and they went away they went miles away all the kids stopped following the car but i kept following the car in order to attempt another question the guys were like hey no it's just one one per person one per person <laughs> but i kept chasing it and chasing it so it speaks of the importance of knowledge and how far i have come and that is what the ngo also seeks to to provide the knowledge on how to relate with one another the knowledge on how to reclaim our space the knowledge on the effects of climate change the knowledge on mental health issues how that is used to <sighs> yeah sorry that is a it's a bit touchy uh, touchy place because right now i'm facing the issue with my kids in Canada where I have been separated from them on the basis of false mental health accusations. So even though the NGO seeks to talk about uh, as an advocate for mental health issues, I have been accused of having mental issues and my kids have been prevented from accessing me. So these are things I do not want other people to face also. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's tough uh it's tough because um you know when you think about this proverb a dog cannot carry its puppies on its on its back uh and also the situation you just described that you are you are dealing with where your ngo is trying to create safety and protect other people and educate other people including about mental health but here you are you're being faced by that situation and uh somehow you have to you have to figure out how to put your puppies on your back even though you are not supposed to you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're not supposed to so uh you know yeah. i want you to talk more about that in a moment uh and also i want you to let people know how we can support you whether it's just keeping you uh and your family in in our thoughts and prayers uh i'll give you an opportunity to just go a little deeper and share with us how we can support in that regard uh for now i want to welcome everyone who is joining us i see dorothy i see brother arth i see uh my brother uh rocky lavender and steve thank you so much we are here for the african father in america podcast and we do this show monday to friday 6am pacific standard time and we do this show to make our ancestors proud and to document these conversations around african ancestral wisdom so that as our children grow they find a resource where even though they can't be in the motherland 
they can learn something deep about the motherland that they will not access in school. So uh, those are some of my motivations for doing this show. Uh, and also my motivation is really creating space for great leaders like Fred uh, to have a platform to express themselves, share the stories of how they are doing uh, personally, but also how they are growing and thriving with uh, their ideas and initiatives. So uh, we want to go into the work you do, Fred, with, uh, you know, uh, uh, Green World uh, Connect. You know, uh, I love asking my guests, you know, what is it that when you think about the work you're doing with your company or organization, what is the one thing that makes you most proud? Well, I try to stay away from pride, but I do understand what you mean. <laughs> I think uh, what is what I find most inspiring about the work we have done with the NGO is that despite the inability to fully bring most of the projects to light yet, we have been able to start somewhere. And I think that is important because many dreams remain dreams without the actualization. And we were not able to, we didn't wait to have all the recommendations and the required documentations and registration and all of that because of lack of funding. We didn't wait to do all of that before we started action. We started action without even the name Greenwald Connect existing. Being part of the Forestry Commission in Adan was enlightening being part of conversations around climate change and issues that affect Africans and the world at large. Those, I think, the very small wins are what are inspiring about the NGOs. It is not large like the UN or the uh, other huge NGOs, but the fact that we're able to do something and achieve stuff without a proper structure. I think that is what is most inspiring about how far we've come. Yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, starting, just starting uh, and trying yeah. to solve a problem is much bigger than just dreaming about it and fantasizing about it. Uh, those are those are completely two different things. You know, many people, many people get scared after they think about something for so long they get scared and they start thinking of the reasons why they should not do something. You know, they start looking for reasons to convince themselves uh, why they should not solve a problem in their own community. And so uh, I commend you for taking the courage uh, to do all the work even before registering Green World Connect. Um, and I know that we have a few of our friends on the stage uh, but I want you to just go a little deeper into something that you shared with us a moment ago. Uh, you know, when we live here in the diaspora, in America, in Canada, um, sometimes we don't uh, really understand what each other, uh, what we are going through. Uh, you know, uh, one of the reasons why this podcast was started to be completely transparent with you is because uh, there's a Kenyan friend of mine uh, who moved from the Pacific Northwest, the Seattle area, 
to Vancouver mm. when when Trump became president he was one of the best filmmakers I'd ever met he was a music producer and he had just uh, left the US Navy he was a decorated um you know uh, US Navy um uh you know uh soldier if i may call it that but uh oc fera i don't know what they call people who work in the navy besides soldier oc fera but he was very very successful and he retired early you know he was well educated he had um, a few masters uh degrees and uh one day his wife reaches out his wife from canada reaches out looking for him and it was very unusual you know um and then uh you know weeks went by and you know posts started showing up on facebook about people looking for him uh and then eventually he was found uh, that he had committed suicide in a bed and breakfast somewhere in vancouver there so we went and um attended his funeral it was a very very uh terrible situation you know not just that he had passed away but even his parents were not given access to his body because the corona didn't want them to see how how you know they discovered him after a while you know so it it, it didn't look good you know anyhow so um again if you're not married to an african woman they don't take care of you even after you're dead the way that your people could take care of you so in this regard he was married to someone who was not african and the way that uh his uh, funeral was handled you know he came from my tribe he was from my tribe in africa so his family were very very unhappy with how everything went um but that's how it was uh, for us who are impacted by it when i left that funeral february 2020 i started the, this podcast just reflecting uh i in the initial episodes of the african father in america podcast i talk about his story i talk about my own story i reflect about uh you know what it is like to be an african father here in america uh and really being a father in general knowing that for me i committed to being a full-time father because i knew that i could not uh i could not spend all my time doing nine to five doing my work in the community with One Vibe Africa uh and my biggest job my I felt that the biggest accomplishment I could have in life is being a good father and uh that required a lot of sacrifices and also just paying attention to uh what was going on in me and in the lives of people that were around me especially my kids um so when we first connected around this interview you opened your heart to me and told me the struggles that you're going through so i felt that for me what i could do to help was to give you a platform to share your story and uh to ask the community to support you however they can so i i feel that you should take a minute maybe 2 minutes speak about what's going on for you and how we can support you and then we will hear maybe two people uh you know uh, sharing their own uh, perspectives on the proverb and then uh maybe comments to you and then we will close our session right after that i appreciate the opportunity and i appreciate the sentiments you've said and i hope that they 
spirit of the brother that was lost finds rest wherever he is. Um, yeah, the difficulties that are faced by the Africans in the diaspora, it's well documented, but experiencing it personally becomes a whole other issue. It's an active case in court, so I might have to leave some details out, but in summary, there is a, an accusation that has been put forth on my mental stability. And they have sought to prevent me access from my kids. It's been two years now or more counting. The second time I was able to spend more than 30 minutes with my daughter was a couple of weeks ago. I have been able to make an application to be a self-representative in the case uh, to represent myself in court because of the inability of finding a lawyer through the legal aid process we're supposed to provide free lawyers i was provided with one but that was not in line with my position because i had refuted that there's nothing wrong with my mental health and additionally they've added more cases of me being a threat to my own family i mean we got married in Africa and we were in isolated places, myself, my wife and my kids in Africa. And I wasn't a threat then, but then we come here and then they say, oh, you were a threat to your family. So we have to separate you from your family, which doesn't make much sense. I've had visits to a therapist just to satisfy that, but still. So I have thought that it might be necessary to get a private lawyer and I started a crowdfunding. I have the details on the website there to be able to acquire a lawyer whilst I still prepare to be a self-representative within the court. I have found out that there are other people who face the same situations. There have been families of Africans who have been separated. The kids have been taken away by the state. They have been put in incarceration on all those bases, either false or true. But we can agree that there is a lacking within the system when it comes to the treatment of Africans or Africans in the diaspora or black people. That is the design. So it falls upon us, be it black, be it conscious, be it empathetic, being knowledgeable persons, to fight this, to change it, to change the narrative. Because it cannot go on like this.
No, it's not it's not supposed to be that way. It's not supposed to be that way. And um you know, I just appreciate you for for you know being courageous enough to to open up with us uh today. Sometime uh if you're from the motherland, you don't even have community uh or even a shoulder to cry on. And I think that's the most the hardest part. You don't understand you don't properly understand the the rules and the laws of the country and the communities you live in uh and then there is also an additional layer to laws there's the cultural norms you know uh there are things that people will um will will turn into laws uh but specifically for african or black people uh there are certain laws that society creates for you so that you 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 can't even laugh loudly and maybe uh from your community or your family your 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 your, your people talk loudly I, i used to be an interpreter here in the us i used to interpret uh for lawyers and judges and doctors i helped i've helped women give birth women you know a lot of the time when you're in deep pain you can't even talk in english you can only talk in your mother tongue so i used to help people speak in kiswahili especially um and i learned uh, a lot about what uh, our people go through in this country uh, and even in canada that interpretation company was uh, the biggest uh, the second biggest in the us and canada actually so um you know i just commend you for your courage and i just want to open space for maybe one or two people uh to share their own perspectives in regards to today's conversation but also i want you to share with us how we can support you uh you know in a moment uh so for now just listen in for a second take a pen and paper and note some of the things that people are going to say but be ready to share with us a link where we can go to stay connected with you and also to support you in your current situation uh i want to quickly come to you Steven thank you for joining us uh share with us where you are uh any comment to our guest and uh your perspective on the proverb thank you so much well uh i'm lost of what Simon but uh thank you for having me in this session i'm joining from Kisumu Kenya um steven uh well uh, thank you so much uh, for all that you've shared with us fred and uh, for the good work that you are doing with your ngo green, green world connect and i had you mentioned the name it uh, brought to my mind a similar activity that we are doing kisumu but the one in kisumu it's dubbed kisumu green network uh it's a consortium of cso's that are uh, climate uh, champions and we advocate for uh climate change activities uh today's proverb is an interesting one and uh, when i read this proverb i try to contemplate and to really uh think on how a dog could 
really with all possibilities carry its puppies on its back but then i what comes to my mind is how the same dog is always protective of its puppies when it gives birth if you try even just to feed it even if you're the owner it always goes for the male you are serving it but not forgetting the puppies that uh, uh, she bore so uh, what comes to my mind is uh, the lessons that i always learn from uh, the dogs that i even keep in my own compound is being protective and uh, cherishing what you have at hand and giving your all to nurture what you have at hand and talking of what you have at hand is also reminding me that of a say that goes a bad at hand is worth more than a thousand in the bush so it's important for us to protect that which we have at hand and to save guard it with all our resources and uh, of fred's experience i would comment and just give you a word of uh, encouragement and uh, motivation that uh, greatness does not come easy if you are destined for greater things and uh, for great accomplishments then you must also uh, endure a lot of challenges along the way so all these challenges that you are going through being separated with your family being uh, tossed around and even lacking a legal representation on something that legally is your right they are just tests to prepare you for greater moments with your family indeed it is a very painful not to be there for your kids while they are growing up and then get that moment with them when they they've become of age but uh, i would just like to encourage you and uh, to motivate you that there is no room for looking behind keep soldiering on and there is light at the end of the tunnel thank you and that was my moment excellent thank you steve uh, lavender share with us your perspectives briefly as well and uh, uh, where you're joining us and uh, your perspective on the proverb and also if you have a comment to fred thanks a lot Hi Simon. Hi everyone. Um, it's Lavender. I'm joining from Nairobi, Kenya. And um, I just like to thank Fred for sharing with us um, the impact he has uh, towards the world, the work that he's doing to improve um the difficult situations we have around the world and also opening up doing that is not easy at all and um i'm praying with you and for you 
uh, wherever you are and things will go great. Um, it seems like this week, um, these proverbs are directing us towards safety because yesterday we had Sabrina of Ososafe. Um, she is the CEO of Ososafe and she was also talking about safety. So when Fred was um, talking about his organization, um, it reminded me of Sabrina's conversation yesterday. My thoughts about today's proverb, a dog cannot carry its puppies on its back. There's a nugget that Simon shared about um, not expecting people to help you with all your problems or depending on someone to help you with all your problems. This proverb is a tough one <laughs> because, um, and what I can say is just that, let's do what we can, do right by yourself, do right by people and things will work out at the end of the day things will work out as long as you're checking into that doing right by yourself and doing right by people doing right by yourself in the case of uh working um hard working smart doing what you need to do to um serve your purpose and everything will fall into place thank you so much Excellent. Thank you, Lavender. Uh, let's hear from Stella briefly as well. Share where you are, your perspective on the proverb, and uh, any comments to our special guest today. Stella must be far away from her mic, so we'll go straight away to Akinsei. Uh, say I haven't seen you in a minute. Welcome back. Share with us your location your perspective on the proverb and any comment to my special guest, Fred Obemi. Excellent. It looks like we are done with our guests uh, for now. We are done with hearing the contribution of our guests. We'll come back to you, Fred. Uh, you heard everybody speak. Uh, I want you to just comment uh, and you know reflect on what they said briefly and then share with us where can we go to support you in your current situation uh, and also how can we stay connected with you i give thanks for the comments i give thanks for the well wishes i give thanks for the admonitions steve i appreciate your explanation of the proverb as being protective and to cherish what you have. And Lavender, the talk of safety that you got from the proverb also, I appreciate that. Thank you for sharing. It has always been nice hearing your voices each time on Clubhouse. I just hopped in a Clubhouse right now just to see the people on there and it was reinvigorating again to see the, 
the same family. That's good. And I'm grateful. On, on the website, the greenworldconnect.org, you can find more details about the case. As it progresses, I might upload some few updates, but not too much legal information so that I'm not held in contempt of the court. <laughs> And uh, there is a crowdfunding that started on the page there. Recently, I learned that it is being prevented from getting donations, but I will work around that and try to start something else. On Instagram, you can get me my name, the NGO, you can get at green.worldconnect on Instagram. I think most importantly, as Africans, the support that we need is to remember us in our thoughts, in our prayers, and the connection that exists that goes beyond the physical, goes beyond the boundaries, goes beyond location. That is most potent. And as we think about progress and the success of others, that will be manifested. So that is what I think is most important. And I appreciate the time, Simon, and everything else. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Fred. Uh, I appreciate you as well for your courage and, uh, you know, for, for doing your best. You know, a lot of the time, there's really nothing else you can do but to do your best and to have faith, you know. And uh, I feel that, you know, you embody all of that and you're doing your best. Uh, I do want to just read a comment here by Kay Benjamin. Kay is saying that um, independence is not individualism. We must know even with our love of Papi, uh, in quotes, we must remember Sankofa, the help of spirit. Uh, so we have, uh, you know, that's a comment from Kay, who is joining us live on YouTube. Uh, and also, I see that Brother Art is saying also on YouTube in the comments that, um, you know, he's here with spirit and he's unable to uh, join us uh, as a contributor today. Uh, I, I do know that um, uh, say wanted to speak. So Akinsei, I, I, I have your mic unmuted. Go ahead and uh, share your perspectives. Yes, good morning. Can you hear me? Very well. Go ahead. Yes, good morning, everyone. And uh, again, I try to make this brief. Uh, I'll uh, piggyback what everyone else said. Uh, thank you, Brother Fred, for your work. And uh, I want to give you uh, some uh, respect, peace, and power this morning just to uh, keep you on your journey um, with the worldwide work that you're doing to keep our people safe, keep people safe, but also uh, for your journey at home. You know, um, being a father myself, I know that. The, uh, the, the journey is rough and can definitely be misunderstood and sometimes unappreciated. So I'll just say this to you that the day that you fail or the day that you are unsuccessful is the day that you give up. So, so never give up, even if you're not with your children physically as much as you want, they'll remember the days that you fought to be with them. So that, that definitely becomes a part of your legacy. Um, the only thing I'll say about the uh, proverb is that um, is that to me it speaks about uh, uh, 
really a question like what is what is safety and what is security you know if you think about a dog right a, a dog is not really able to reach its back to reach its back with its mouth or paws or anything like that when you think about human beings controlling dogs you know they do it from the back you know they'll grab the back scruff of the neck and then they'll move the dog here or there so it would be a disadvantage for a dog to put their children their puppies on their back because they will have no control they will have no uh away with all over their development or over their safety so uh you know saying to someone a dog can never carry its puppies on its back is definitely to me in my eyes in my perspective telling someone that you not only with children but you can't put those things that you value in a position where they're no longer under your control and no, not no longer under your umbrella of care and safety so uh, I would definitely definitely say to everyone, if you value anything, if you have anything that you consider dear or important to you, don't put it on your don't put it on your back, as this proverb says. You know, put it somewhere near where you have some control. Where you have some control. So uh, I'll leave it brief because I know we're running short on time. So again, thank you, Simon, for doubling back and uh, getting my comment this morning. Everybody have a great day. You too. You also have a wonderful day. Uh, Stella, Stella, you know, you are one uh, of the people that make this show possible and I deeply appreciate you. Uh, I'll give you space. Go ahead and, uh, you know, share your perspectives as well. Thank you, Simon. Uh, sorry, I was a bit late today. Uh, hello, everyone. I'll be brief on today's proverb that is from Sudan and it's talking about puppies and their mom. <laughs> I think uh, for me, what it deeply spoke to me is that we should know when to take a rest. And I think that's why the puppy does not carry, the, the dog does not carry its puppies because the dog knows when to take a rest. And it's that's what it spoke to me. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, Stella and Akinsei and Lavender and Steve for speaking on the show today and uh i also see jay and jerry and brother Arth and rocky and of course dorothy who have been listening keenly and uh, we also had almost 30 people who came into the clubhouse room and listened to the conversation and left uh i want to also commend everyone who joined us on youtube uh thank you for helping us grow our platform over there if you haven't subscribed this is a good time for you to do that the link is at the top of the clubhouse room uh, and uh, you know i really really appreciate that support uh, one last way that you can help is actually to go to my instagram and follow me on instagram but also go to the link on my instagram and tap in with our blog you know we are writing blogs when we finish these episodes uh, we write a blog post about it so that if you can't listen or watch the show, you can still, you know, skim through your phone or your iPad or your computer and uh, read so that you understand uh, and still gain some of this uh, beautiful uh, ancestral African knowledge that we share every Monday to Friday, 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, Fred, again, uh, I also, you know, uh, I'm sending you a lot of uh, healing and uh, strength and uh, just a reminder to keep taking care of yourself no matter how tough the situation is you know uh, make sure you're taking care of yourself 
you know uh, doing whatever you can to do physical exercises uh, you know meditate just stay sane because uh, a lot of the time um, there are things that are said to us that make us doubt ourselves you know and this is a time when a lot of things are being said to you that will make you doubt who you are that will make you doubt uh, what you're capable of and also how great uh, of a history you come from so just remember who you are breathe and know that this is going to be over this is going to be over it's not permanent so with that uh, we've come to the tail end of our time together today fred do you have anything else to say before we push the end button <laughs> no simply appreciation i just want to show appreciation for the time that you've you've given me to be able to communicate and talk about issues and comment on the program and being part of the program and i also want to give thanks to akinsha and stella who added their own understanding of the program i give thanks wonderful thank you again and uh thank you all see you all tomorrow 6am pacific standard time same place same time uh and you know the same conversation <laughs> thanks a lot peace and love african father in america you are listening to african father in america podcast by simon javanokelo live from seattle